and welcome back to the For The One podcast and happy New Year's Eve. Y'all get hyped for this episode because we have yet another special guest, Baylor Koyu. And some of you may think, hmm, that last name sounds familiar. Well, it is because he's married to my sister, our first guest, Megan Koyu. And with the new year approaching, we thought it'd be so timely and appropriate to discuss goals and how to set them and achieve them in ways that can help you grow and be closer to God in the things that you achieve. So grab your drink, grab your blanket, grab your headphones, and let's get started. Hey, Baylor. Hey, KK. How are you? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. So I was telling everyone earlier in the intro about your brand that you're building right now. Consistency wins. You're doing it based off of like on the terms of like working out and training. And so just tell us about consistency wins. Like what's your inspiration? Tell us about your whole journey. Yes. Thanks, Keeks, first for having me on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad you started. Yes, uh, welcome. With this passion of yours. Um, to answer your question, yeah, consistency wins just kind of just kind of happened. Um, I had met, set a goal to train every day for a Spartan race, which is an obstacle course race, um, kind of through some rough terrain. And it was something I had never done before. And as I was training, uh, I started posting my uh, workouts and my uh, running every single day. And I started to figure out, hey, you know, just building small wins every single day, uh, focusing on the details and not taking time off really has helped me towards my goals. And I kind of adopted the phrase that consistency wins. And um that's kind of where it came from. And I asked, mm-hmm. asked Megs to build a couple logos and she did and Aww. just started putting it on my post and I haven't looked back since I'm on uh, day 211. Uh, wow. Training. Wow. How does your body feel after not like having breaks? Do you feel like you're not, I don't know. I feel like I'd be tired. Are you tired? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think a misconception is that I go as hard as I possibly can every single day and that's not that's not true. I mean, I definitely train hard. Um, but while one area is recovering, I'm training another. Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, I like to run. I like to lift. I'm starting to get into biking and possibly swimming as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, after a after a, maybe a long run day, uh, it doesn't hurt to go for a swim. Or if your upper body's tired, it doesn't hurt to work on your lower body. And if you're completely fatigued there's always some extra stretching and uh, mobility things that you could be doing uh, that help train you for the next event that you're doing. Mm, Nice. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. So you, I mean, you said you're 200 plus days into this. Most people would be like, like now you formed your habits, like it's habitual for you and like a part of your everyday routine. Like what, so surely some days it's way harder than other days. What on the hard days and even the good days are some like thoughts, quotes, ideas versus that inspire you in this pursuit? Yeah. So um, one one concept that I've adopted is called uh, referred to as put it on a calendar. Mm-hmm. And so I tie all of my training to an event. Um, 
the event is not the goal. It's just part of the journey along the way. And so, uh, for example, I will put four or five races or max days um, on the calendar that I'm constantly working towards. And so on the days where I don't feel like it, I think, okay, well, in eight weeks, I'm about to have to perform at my best. Mm. And because of that, I'm able to mentally push through um, those walls and that resistance of, you know, I don't feel like it today. Um, another inspiration is is my family. Um, mm. I spend a lot of time training and I don't want it to um, be without some sort of some sort of reward. You know, I want to be able to show up for them and uh, be healthy and inspire them and inspire others uh, to be their best. It doesn't have to be in running or lifting, but in all facets of life. Um, a verse I really, really like is found in the book of Galatians and it's Galatians 6, 9. And it says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And that kind of, that kind of sums up consistency wins. It's you're not going to be able to run a marathon on day one. Uh, you're not going to be able to lift uh, 500 pounds on day one. You can consistently sow seeds in that field uh, to reap a harvest down the road. And, and I firmly believe that uh, if you do that over enough period of time, you will you will get very, very, very close to your goals, even if you don't achieve them. Mm, that's really good. Because that reminds me of like the quote where it's like, get 1% better every day. I mm-hmm. hear a lot of athletes like motivating themselves with that quote. I mean, I know. Um, my sister Addison does and I have a couple times too. So that's really nice that like you can, I love seeing your before and after pictures on Instagram of like where you were when you started and like, whoa, like there's actual big growth there. Even if you don't see it in the day to day, which can probably be hard on like continuing in it when you're not seeing like, oh man, I look the same as I did yesterday. Well, you don't know. You don't look the same you did three months ago. You know, that's right. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I love filming my all my training on like Snapchat. That's a feature I love of, yeah. where you can go back and be like, oh, this was your monthly recap or this was you a year ago or two years ago. And you think, oh, OK, I'm, I'm actually making some progress here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love how in the beginning of your journey, you mentioned like you had set it as a goal for yourself now and you're almost on like day 200 and something. So it wasn't like, was it a New Year's goal? Was it just like a random spark of insight? Was it like, oh, I want to be prepared for my race? How did that come about? Yeah, so I had just completed my first Spartan race. And prior to that, I had done a challenge called 75 Hard. And oh, it's yeah, a, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's a, it's a mental toughness challenge. And it requires you to work out twice a day, every day. Um, you drink a gallon of water, you stick to a strict diet, read 10 pages, no alcohol consumption. You have to take a progress picture every day Mm. and you do that for a period of 75 days. And so I had trained twice a day, every day during that period of time. And on day 76, I ran my first Spartan race and, um, I did fairly well, uh, all things considering I actually signed up for this, the wrong race. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if you know that story. Wait, did but, you run the wrong race too? No, I signed up for the, oh. I, I ran the right one, but signed up for the wrong one. So mm. I signed up for a 5k and a week before I realized I signed up for a 10k. And so, <laughs> so, but if I hadn't done all that work in preparation leading up to it, I, I wouldn't have been able to do 
uh, might not have been able to complete it. I don't know. Mm. Um, so I saw the benefit of, of being consistent in your training. And so after that first race, I said, I'm going to run another one and I'm going to train every day again to get there. Mm. And that second race I did, I ended up, you know, I think I was in the top 10 percentile of the open heats that I was in out wow. of two or 3000 people. And I thought, okay, there's something to this. And I had never really been a distance runner of any kind. And so to actually see how my training went from, okay, I have to actually walk a little bit to get to a mile to being able to run 13, 14, 15 miles. Wow. Not really worried about if I'm going to finish or not. Hmm. And so just being able to see that going from you know, square one to where I am now is, is proven that I, uh, consistency does win. Wow. That's really inspiring because sometimes it's like, man, like, am I doing something that's worth it? And like, this is just hard. Will it actually produce something? It's like, no, right. like if you stick with it, right? what is that like 21 days forms a habit kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Three days break it. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So you just recently presented yourself with like a new challenge because you're all about taking on challenges. <laughs> I see. With call you called it the frozen fifty. Tell us like your inspiration behind that. What was your motivation, your goal, etc. behind this challenge? And tell us what it is. Okay, yeah. So the frozen fifty uh, was a challenge that I came up with. Essentially, what I did is I ran one mile every hour on the hour for fifty straight hours. <laughs> um, and the inspiration kind of came from a guy by the name of Mark Devine. I believe he's the one who adopted this concept. Uh, he's definitely very outspoken about it, but he encourages people to do one to two challenges every year that they don't actually think they can complete. So it pushes you past your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you think you can run a 5k, sign up for a 10. If you think you can run a 10, sign up for a marathon or a half marathon and so on and so forth. And so I kind of adopted that and said, okay, I kind of want to end the year doing something that, I don't feel very confident that I can do. And so originally when I was dreaming this idea, I thought, okay, I'm going to do it for one day, 24 hours. And after thinking about it for a couple of days, I thought, you know, I'm actually like 98% confident I can do that. I've, I've trained to run about that distance, you know, not really sleeping for one night, you know, I could handle. So I was like, okay, I'm going to double it. And so I doubled it made it 48 and then I was like, well, I got to name it something. And so I was like, well, I guess we'll call It's freezing cold outside. We'll call it the frozen 48. And I thought, yeah, that just doesn't flow. And so I added two more miles and nice. made it to frozen 50. I thought two miles wasn't going to be too big of a deal. And it, it was. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I came up with the challenge. I thought I'm actually, I'm probably about 50-50 confident. I can or can't mm-hmm. do it. Uh, my body was not prepared for it to run that far in that short a time, which was the point. Um, but I, I was able to complete it and barely through the help and support of many, many friends and family. Uh, so yeah, that, that's kind of the challenge I presented myself with wow. uh, to end the year. Hey, barely is still like <laughs> that's achieved. Right. That's barely right. is still achieved. That's right. That's right. We tiptoed across, across the finish wow. line at the end. Well, and I think it like says something because it's like, though you're really, really struggling in that way, like you still accomplished it you were like i know i am going to be mentally tough about this i'm going to stick and achieve my goal and even though it was really really hard like you didn't anyway which is so so admirable 
like not Thank everyone you. can complete their goals. Thank you, Keeks. Yeah. And it was a, one thing that really, really helped was a quote uh, that my wife, Megs, told me. I uh, think she told me around mile 30. I can't remember, but she said, uh, you can quit anytime you want, just not this mile. Mm. And so I told myself that for the next 20 hours <laughs> as yeah. I was doing just one mile at a time. And that kind of just goes back to the philosophy of consistency wins. You know, I couldn't think about think about it as, okay, I got to run 50 miles. It was, no, in 30 minutes, I've got to run one more. You know, in mm. 10 minutes, got to run one more. And then towards the end, it was, okay, I'm going to tie my shoes. <laughs> I'm going like, to tie my okay, shoes. Okay, I'm going to open the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess you got to run to the stop sign and then run to that house. And oh then run goodness. to that house and then, okay, I'm at a mile. Just curious, like this is totally random. You, um, you're talking about that quote that you would just tell yourself. Mm-hmm. And I remember, oh, well, back in the days when I had to <laughs> run from middle school and no one taught me how to be in shape and no one, they just told me to run. <laughs> and like the songs I would sing to myself that matched like my breath and oh, like yeah. my feet patterns yeah. or like, like, what do you think about when you run? Like what's going on in your head? Question. <laughs> I'd say it was definitely different for this than it is just in normal running. Yeah. Uh, normal running, it kind of depends. Um, if I'm trying to run fast, I'll listen to something up tempo. Mm-hmm. It not necessarily music I typically listen to, but I try to run with the beat. Um, and if I'm trying to run slow to work on my heart rate and just relax and run a long mile or f- for a long distance, I'll listen to a podcast. Mm. So it forces me to kind of slow down and not uh, run out of gas too quickly. Uh, for the Frozen 50, uh, at first I was listening to upbeat music. And, and for the most part I was, but I was also towards the end having to talk to myself out loud, which is probably weird, but it was 2, 3 a.m. No one, no one can no, hear anything. No one heard you. No, <laughs> no one, was there. No one knew what was going on. So, oh, my yeah, no, I, I would definitely have to tell myself things. And um, usually when I'm talking to myself, it goes back to my family. You know, I just start oh. thinking about Megs. I start thinking about Cole. Uh, for the Frozen 50, there were – a lot more people that were watching me and cheering me on than I thought. Yeah. So I was thinking about them. I was like, there, there are people where there were multiple people working night shifts that were watching all my stories from midnight to 5am. And I was like, okay, they're, they're going to check. They're going to check in about five minutes to see if I, if I did this mile. And uh, so I would just talk to myself and say, Hey, we got to do it for them. We just got to finish. And uh, sometimes it's, Things as silly as, you you know, you see a driveway that's 50 feet in front of you. You're like, okay, I just got to run to the driveway. Mm. And then you do it for the next driveway, the next (laughs) driveway, and eventually you're done. Eventually you're done. Mm. It's easy to do it in like the small, like depending on how you conceptualize it or like the perspective you take. Like, okay, like I can do this small amount. I can do this small amount again. I love seeing, I personally watched along on your stories (laughs) and Meg's is too. She did the more like emotional support yes. side of it and of yes. course you did all the heavy lifting of it but I love seeing that you had some of your friends from your community like show up and run with you like Megan ran a mile with you yes. of course like she's your wife and then also like a handful of your guy friends did like how did it feel to have that support and that encouragement and also knowing that like people were watching and like cheering you on whether they texted you ran with you etc yeah no it it was very very encouraging because that's why I started the consistency wins movement that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really my personality to post everything I do on social media, but the messages I get, for, and it's it's not thousands of people, but the messages I get 
uh, every few days of, Hey, you've inspired me to do this or Mm. watching you go from point A to point B has uh, proven that I can do it too. Um, has it's just so encouraging and it, it's part of the what fuels me to keep going um, as far as my friends running with me they they came at probably the second hardest section of the frozen 50 it was kind of yeah. hours 40 to 43 44 somewhere in there and I was in I was in so much pain oh. at, at this point and watching them run with me and encourage me was it, it just meant the world to me and um, there was a couple of guys that ran with me that probably hadn't run a mile in a long time. It just wasn't their thing. And they, they did it. Uh, one, one, of, <laughs> one of my good friends had just showed up from work. So he was literally running in like khaki pants. Stop. You know? Really? Yeah. He was running at like <laughs> 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, you know, these guys are, are here for me. And, mm. um, I remember one of the miles, uh, my knees really started hurting both of them at the same time. And I kind of slipped up and almost fell. And the guy running with me, you know, just kind of started coaching me. It's just one of my buddies. He's like, Hey, mm-hmm. no, 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 you're not going to stop. You know, just keep coming, just keep coming. And that's probably the slowest mile I've ever run, but, <laughs> but, hey, but, you but I it. finished it. And it, a lot of it was uh, because of him. He was mm-hmm. just able to walk me through and be like, Hey, no, I'm right here. You know, you're fine. Um, so it really meant the world to me to have, the support that I did. And like I was saying, there was, I knew there was a certain section of people that knew what I was doing just because I could see, you know, how many people watch my stories mm-hmm. and how many people watch Meg's stories. But after the fact, word just kind of spread into a lot of different groups. And so a lot of people were approaching me, asked me about it that I had no idea would have known. Oh, like, yeah. how did you find out about this? Mm. <laughs> and um, it just kind of seemed, like it inspired other people, you know, and I think it was another part of the timing was, yes, I wanted to conclude the year, but I also kind of wanted to propel myself into 2023 and hopefully motivate others to propel them into the new year as well. Oh yeah. I loved how you mentioned like, Oh, it wasn't thousands of people like saying I inspired them, but it was still some like, that's the whole, honestly, like basis of the for the one podcast is like, like when I view my stories and I'm like, oh, like this many people saw it. Well, it's like, hey, like that is that's good. That's at least yep. one. That's at least, you know, however many. And it's like super encouraging to know that they're encouraged too. It's like a back and forth, like right. bouncing off each other encouragement, which is so great, which is why like I talked a few episodes about earlier, like why community is so important is because they can like mentally push you and coach you like your friend was. And they will like show like they can show love to you like running in their khakis at 10 o'clock at night (laughs) and stuff like that, which is so, so cool. And I love that you talked about going in to the 2023 new year because I wanted to ask, because you're so goal driven and you've achieved your goals um, with it being the new year coming up, like how do you, and it's, I guess this episode is launching on New Year's Eve. How do you pursue your goals and like implement them or set them in ways that like, makes them achievable and like what tips or recommendations do you have for people making those goals? Yeah. So, so first I would, I would say, um, make your goal, the journey, not necessarily the destination. Mm. Um, so if you have a goal of, I want to lose 50 pounds, make your goal, the weight loss journey, not that specific number. Mm. Uh, Because if your goal is to lose 50 pounds and you lose 
42, you didn't fail. You know, you didn't, yeah, you, you're true. significantly healthier. Um, I'm assuming. And, um, hopefully, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. If, if you do it the right, if you do it the right way, way. If you do it the right way. Um, and you're on the path towards that, the 50 pounds. And, you know, so there's somebody who is quoted saying, you know, I, I never fail on my goals. I just run out of time. And, mm. um, I think that's really, really good because if you get to the end of the year, like I said, and you're, you know, oh, I didn't quite get the weight, guess it wasn't worth it. That's not true. No, that's not true at all. So I would, I would say, yes, set your goal, but I would make, I would make the actual goal, the journey along the way. Um, and I would, I would divide it up into bite-sized pieces. Like yeah. I was saying, um, typically my goals, um, I will have a goal that I want to have hit by the end of the year. Um, but I have miniature goals along the way mm-hmm. and I can, I'll adapt, um, my strategies and tactics to how I'm going to achieve those goals, depending on how I did in the previous, um, section. So yeah, I kind of do it by four to eight weeks at a time. Okay, cool. And it makes it instead of thinking, Oh, got to do the whole year, this, the whole year, similar to the frozen 50. It's okay. Just one mile at a time. One week at a time, one, one day at, at a time. time. That's yeah. exactly right. I love how you say like, even though you set a goal and like maybe didn't necessarily achieve it, like you said, like the goal is the journey, like, and you still made significant improvement. I love how you said that because there was one year I remember when I wrote down, um, well, funnily enough, I used to not do New Year's resolutions because I didn't think I couldn't achieve them. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm not going to like pursue it anyway. I'm not going to achieve it anyway. So why even write them down? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought that. I mean, I know I thought that, but like, anyway, that was probably not a good mindset. But I love how you said like, even though you don't achieve it, you didn't necessarily fail. There was one year I had set a goal when I when I used to play basketball. There's a point where I wasn't used as often on the court, but I still loved being there. I still loved being the sub and playing with my friends and playing with my sister. And I had made it a goal that year to win state, which knowing our lineup was a very advantageous goal. Let's just say that. And I was like, we can win state. But also, yes, I was putting in the work at practice and, you know, cheering on my friends and playing when I was played. I had set that goal, but it wasn't a goal for me. It was like a goal for our team. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, it was a goal I wanted to say I achieved. And, you know, I wanted for others to achieve because I wasn't necessarily being the one to achieve it. That was one thing I would recommend for anyone achieving goals is like, make it a goal for yourself. Not because you think someone else wants you to do it. Not because you want to say you did it. I used to do things or want to do things because I could say it because I would have a good story. And it's like, no, you may have a good story, but like, was it actually good? Like you could say, oh, like, you know, I did X, Y, Z. And it was so, so great. You may sound so cool to your friends, but like, did that actually have a significant impact on you? Did it change you in a particular way or help you grow in a certain way? And so I would say make the goal your own and make it something you want to do um, is what I'd say. And you said, you said, make it the journey, not the destination. That's right. Those are literally such good tips. Also, I've heard, I don't know if you've heard this, Baylor, but it's like, make it something measurable. They teach you this. Yes. You were a business major, yes. right? You yes. He, he's the CFO, CEO of Megan Brook and Company, Megan's Boutique. And you know about running a business and being a business major. And I heard it a lot. 
being a business major of like make it measurable so that you can see your progress like you saw your progress in your challenge of working out every day and in your frozen 50 of just like making sure you can see progress making sure like you can achieve the goal like if you're setting a goal don't be like oh I want to read more say you read one page a year so you decide to read two pages like two pages is more than one page make it like I want to read more okay so I'm going to read five books okay, what five books are you going to read? I'm going to read these five books that I've been interested in kind of thing. And me personally, like that's one goal I had for myself this year. Have I read all five? No, but there were some other books that I read that were like really interesting and really fun and good to know. So yeah, those are really great tips, Baylor. What about, okay, you kind of already touched on this, but what about for when someone does not succeed in a goal? Um, yes, they like may have almost gotten to it, or they, you know, if their course might have changed, what do you have to say for like, okay, where do you go from there? Yeah. Uh, first, I would I would try to ask the question, maybe why you didn't achieve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, you know, you may be able to answer that question by saying, well, I, I, I really just didn't put forth the effort. Um, you may answer it uh, like what you were talking about, KK, of, well, I really didn't want to achieve that goal. It yeah. was a goal I set because I thought it would be fun, but by March, I was like, and that's it really for me. And it just kind of tapered off. Um, I would say if you answer uh, the question with those answers, then I'd just say you had the wrong goal. Mm. Um, however, if you get to the end of the year, let's say again, like you were trying to lose 50 pounds and you lose 38. Um, again, I would say that's extremely successful. I'd say you made a lot of progress, but if you're really adamant about losing that 50, I would go back and think and look at the year and say, well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I really ate whatever I wanted or mm. fill in the blank. So I would, I would definitely, um, as you're measuring, uh, the data that you're collecting, moving towards your goals, I would assess that and I would use that, um, to make decisions as you, as you kind of change your approach to the goals. And it could be as simple as you did just run out of time. Mm. Um, you know, if it's a, if your goal is to run, uh, a sub six minute mile, let's say, um, and let's say you keep getting to like six Oh three, six Oh three, six Oh three. Well, I wouldn't give up on that just yet if you're passionate about it, because by the end of January, the following year, you could be at a 559. Yeah. Um, it could, you could have literally just ran out of time. Uh, so I would stay, I would, for, for one, I would ask yourself why you failed it. Um, if you, if you didn't achieve that goal, uh, if it's a goal you didn't want to do, I would change your goal. If it's a goal you're actively passionate about, um, then I would say I would just adjust and adapt. Um, or if you think I've done everything I could do, then maybe the goal is just either a a little bit too far out of reach or B, you just need a little bit more time. So you mentioned earlier about like wanting to give up in like March and saying like, okay, this isn't really for me. And like, how would you, what would you say to the person struggling to decide if, Oh, I'm going to keep pursuing this or, Oh, I'm not because you know, how do they differentiate? Oh, I'm just quitting and like giving up because I don't feel like it maybe on a lazier aspect or versus am I just like, is this not aligning with what I want to do? Am I not passionate about it? How would you, what would you say about differentiating that? How would you go about that? 
Yeah, I think you I think you said the right word there. Uh, it comes back to passion. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're truly passionate about something and you care about it and you love it, um, you're definitely no matter what, you're going to have tough times doing it. Um, but when you do actively work on that goal or dream, you're going to feel fulfilled while you're doing it. Um, so I think it just takes an honest assessment of why am I doing this? Do I love it? Um, does it provide meaning to my life uh, specifically? And it just, it just takes uh, being honest with yourself. And I, that's one thing I love about breaking down your goals into, into smaller measures just because you don't dread along the whole year. Mm. If you decide this really isn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, and instead, if you get to March and you're like, this is not what I'm passionate about. Um, maybe you're, you want to do something fitness related. You've never done it before and you don't know what to try. So you just try to bike and you get two months in and you think, I hate biking, but I did lift weights the other day and I really, really loved doing that. I just felt a lot better after lifting weights. So you say, okay, from March and through April, I'm going to lift weights and you have a couple tough days and maybe a couple, um, maybe even a couple tough weeks, but at the end of April, you're like, look back and you think, no, I I really enjoyed doing that. And you can continue down that path through the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of trying to do something that you don't like the whole year. Um, But it definitely, it definitely just takes honest reflection because only you can really um, assess yourself to say, am I being lazy? Am I just giving up? Or am I, Am I, do I truly dislike what I'm doing? Yeah. Do I really want to achieve this? Right. right. Mm. That's really good advice because like sometimes, I don't know, me, when I had set that goal that wasn't even for me or I didn't even want, I just like, I just never even pursued it. I set that goal knowing that like my efforts weren't going to be the ones put into the Mm -hmm. goal. I set that and maybe I didn't realize it, but like I knew that it wasn't mine um so that's what i wish i had known that before but like you said like you can adjust and you Mm -hmm. like you live and you learn i love personally i write my notes down on notes i write my goals down in my notes on my phone that way i can like have it with me anytime and be like oh yeah i did that i did that um but also what i like to do is writing it in a journal Mm -hmm. and putting personally what I do is I do it by categories of my life. So like spiritual, mental, um, physical, financial, and like future goals, like self-development. And so it's like, okay, I'll write down my spiritual goals and then I'll write a prayer about it. And I do that one for the next goal. And what's really cool is at the end of the year, I can go back and relook at these goals and be like, okay, like, you know, I hit these three bullet points of my goals, but not really this fourth one. And then writing down like, Lord, thank you for the opportunities and a prayer about that a second time. And it's really cool because I can go back and see like, man, like this period of my life, like this was something I was really pursuing or this, this year, like that was a goal that wasn't for me. That wasn't a goal I wasn't achieved. Okay. Maybe it wasn't realistic. Um, Maybe I should put my numbers differently kind of thing. And it's really cool growing in that way of like, pretty much anything you do the first time isn't going to be as good as it is the time you're doing it now. It's cool to see like, okay, how can I adapt my goals to making them achievable, making them measurable, like making them the goals that you want to have. 
whether they challenge you and excite you, make you passionate, um, which is really cool because goals can help you in that way. So if you used to be like me, anyone listening, and you're like, mm, oh, no, I'm never going to pursue my goals or whatever. Oh, I'm not going to set them because I'm not going to achieve them. Like think about something like Baylor said that you're passionate about. Be like, okay, like maybe I'm really passionate about art and using painting as a medium. Okay, I'm going to sell a paint. Like I'm going to paint something and sell it this year, whether it be to my friend on Venmo for $5 or to a renowned connoisseur or something like that. Just like honestly have fun with it. Because if it's something you're passionate about, if it's a goal that's for you, then it's going to totally help you get better and you're totally going to be able to achieve it when you have that desire to achieve it um which is really like i said makes it all the more invigorating okay and since it is new year's eve and with the spirit of the new year upon us what are your 2023 goals baylor yeah so some of my goals uh, as it pertains to fitness is one i want to continue training every day and mm-hmm. continue that into the new year um two my my focus this year is going to be on strength training shorter distance running like my mile time and my 5k time yeah so uh not really focused on the the half marathons or the 10ks right now just focusing on the the shorter distance running and getting into biking for the first time biking uh, yes i'm going to i'm going to buy a bike here pretty soon and, and start start that journey uh, in 2023 um Mainly just trying to get used to it. Uh, got a couple races I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt in 2023, and I'm very very excited about that. Um, another section of or category of goals that I have uh, spiritually is uh, spending time uh, alone with God in the morning before I do anything else, um, just to kind of give God my first fruits of the day. So before I do any training for the day, which is what I used to do, the, the first thing I used to do every morning would be train. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would happen is it would put God on the back burner. Sometimes it would be scrambling to get the Bible verses read as I'm half asleep going to bed or uh, saying my nightly prayers and then falling asleep or having to put Colt down to bed and then nothing ends up happening. So my goal in 2023 is to, um, give God the first fruits of my day. It's how I've ended this year, uh, the last two or three months, and just carrying that over into into the new year. And tying that been back into what we were talking about uh, earlier is um, I set a goal. Uh, along with that goal is um, having that morning time at least eighty percent of the year. So mm. what that means is if I get to February second, and if I'm not, if I oversleep and I end up having to rush out the door and go to work fill in the blank. If I miss that time, the whole year is not in vain. Mm-hmm. Um, and 80% is just kind of a, an arbitrary number. It's uh, not any for any specific reason, but other than if I say I want to do that every single morning and I don't, then it's easy to just give up on that goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also measurable in that if I, instead of saying I want to do my best to have morning time with God every morning, well, my best could be once a week and that's really not my best yeah so it's just kind of throwing a number out there that i can track and measure but also not saying uh, it has to be 100 percent of the time in case there is something that happens the first week of the new year and then you feel like your whole goal is in vain oh yeah i like how you made it like 80 percent and not 100 percent is because like you said if you miss one day you're gonna feel like you need to give up but then also realizing like where 
all human. Perfectionists are, you know, people who are more on the chill side are, you know, people who are really, really passionate or people who are like, oh yeah, like I like that. I care about that. And just understanding like we're all human and there is grace. Like there is grace for mistakes. That's literally the whole gospel right there. There's grace and God is love. And so don't be too hard on yourself. Like you said, like redefine what success is to you. Right. And, and not in the sense of like, okay, like success to me is some bar that's set really low because no, then that's not going to be productive in growing yourself, setting the bar really low, but setting it reachable Mm -hmm. and understanding that like, Hey, this can challenge me. And Hey, I know I can do it. But then also that grace of saying like, not like I'm trying to not do it, but if I do mess up or what, if I do miss a day, like it's okay because I'm still getting better than I used to be, which is really cool. That's right. It's, it's chasing, it's chasing progress towards personal excellence, not mm, perfection. Mm. Um, so that uh, progress towards being the best version of yourself. So it sets yeah. the bar high and not low, but also understands that you'll never attain perfection. That was really good. I really like how you said that. And I also like how you said like doing it in the morning, because like you said, you never know how your day is going right. to go. Life happens and wrenches get thrown into plans. And it's not like, oh, to be a good follower of Jesus, like you have to give your first moments of No, but like practically it's like, okay, the morning is the stillest time of the day. It's when you have the most time to yourself. It's like you said, giving your mm-hmm. first fruits to God and then also setting your day up for success or getting your right, getting your head in the right mindset of like, okay, like this day is God's like, this is the Lord's day that he has made. And okay, I'm going to do everything in my glory. And Okay. Let's go get a good lift. Let's go get a good run, a good bike, good swim, you know, Um, which is really what I personally love about doing it in the morning of being like, okay, even though I have a test today that I don't like to do or, oh, like homework or something I'm worried about, or even like the fun things of like, I can't wait to go to lunch with my friend. It's saying like, okay, like in all of this and everything I do, it's for God's glory and everything I do, like he's with me through it. He's with me when I'm taking hard tests or when I'm enjoying fellowship with friends, which is really sweet reminding yourself that in the day. And that's good that you made it like a percentage goal and not a perfection goal. Mm -hmm. It's a progress, not perfection, which I really, really love how you said that. With that being said, you've given us like your physical and your spiritual goals. And personally, I love how you categorize them. For me, that makes it easier. And also not only categorized by like topic or area of your life, but then like you said, like timeline, like I have to do list every day on my phone. And that in in a sense is daily goals. And I have weekly goals that I have to achieve. Um, Right now, it looks like my homework that's due in the week kind of thing. And for you, it may be like a construction project in your job or something, or you're lifting. And I also, what I like to do for anyone who's listening, who has their year section by semesters, whether you're a teacher or a student, I personally love setting semester goals. Like a goal I had this semester was not only finding more community, but having the community I have and like growing deeper together in our relationship and like with God. And then also just other various things. And it's a really cool 
in every aspect of goal setting, seeing that like pan out and looking back and be like, man, God really helped me achieve that. He really helped me answer that prayer. And it doesn't even have to be like if it's semesters, like Baylor said, like it could be four weeks. It could be monthly. Like if you're a business person, like each fiscal quarter or something, I don't know. <laughs> but um, it's really cool to see like God working in that way of being like, okay, this month I've achieved this and like breaking down like week and day um, and to the workout um, and achieving like devotions and stuff. So you, you've given us your spiritual goals of saying like, okay, I want to give God the first fruits of my morning. Where have you seen just like in general, this can pertain to goal setting or wherever, where have you seen God work the most in your life? Yeah, I'd say right now, um, I'd say as a father and a husband, uh, just in my family, um, having been married uh, to Megs for uh, two and a half years at this point, uh, having been a father for a little over a year to Colt, um, neither one of those things are, are easy. Um, and I'd say, uh, obviously, having uh, not been a father or husband very long, I was a uh, rookie at them, you know, as, as anyone <laughs> yeah. would be for the first time. And um, I've just, just been constantly praying to God to, to help me be the father I need to be to Colt and the husband I need to be for, for Megs and the leader I need to be for my family. Um, just day in and day out, I've seen him work uh, and how I'm able to, to speak to Megs uh, in the right way or how I respond to Colt when he's you know, screaming at 2 a.m., which <laughs> Aww, doesn't happen often, but, yeah. but when he is. Um, and I, I think that just has come with consistent prayer and um, being on the lookout for it. I don't, uh, I try really hard not to pray for something and then forget about it. Hmm. Um, so when I pray and ask God for help in an area, I'm actively trying to search for uh, ways he's trying to help me get better. And sometimes that is, you know, Hey God, I, I pray that I can be a more patient father. And 30 minutes later, Colt won't go to sleep. So, you know, it's, <laughs> Instead of, getting, instead, of being, yeah, instead of being upset, like, oh, why isn't he going to sleep? Being like, okay, God's teaching me something here. Mm. God's helping me grow here. Looking for the lessons. That's right. Looking for the lessons in life uh, of the prayers that you prayed for. Mm. Um, I think it, it's funny if people pray for something and then God tries to give it to them and they get upset or they get blinded. And, and we're all susceptible to that, oh, yeah. myself definitely included. And so one thing I've tried to do is, is, be on the lookout for those things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, to, to sum up, definitely, he's definitely been working in my life as a, as the leader of our home and uh, a good thought, being a good father and a good husband. I love that. And I love, love being your sister-in-law. <laughs> High five. <laughs> Thanks, um, I love how you phrased it on the lookout. When the word that came to mind when you said that was like being intentional and you said, not forgetting until to remember, like for me, I can be super forgetful. So like, I have to write things down. Like I said, my daily to-do list or like I have a huge whiteboard calendar yeah. for my month by my desk. Like how do you help yourself to not forget your prayers that you've prayed? Yeah. So I definitely am a guy that has to write things down. Definitely a to-do list kind of person uh, like you are. One thing I've started doing recently uh, and I'll carry into 2023. It's another Another one of the goals I just didn't talk about earlier, but it's starting to journal more. Mm. Um, I feel like I've consumed with, you know, millions and millions of thoughts that 
I forget the next day. And so just trying to put a few of the important ones down on paper and then going back and reading them either at the end of that day or the end of the week, kind of recapping the week. It's, it's something that I'm very, very new at doing, uh, but something I hope to continue doing uh, in the new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, love. Okay. Well, with all that being said, we've covered your journey through consistency wins and physical challenges and pursuing and then the mental side of that, of course. And of course, goal setting with the new year coming up. With all that, what do you have to say for the one listening? So for the one listening, uh, as we're embarking on 2023, I would say don't shy away from setting goals for the year. Uh, I'd say make it something you're definitely passionate about, like KK said. Make it measurable, make it attainable, and just make it something you love doing. Um, And if you find yourself getting in a rut or in a tough uh, season, ask yourself, is it because I don't love this anymore or is it because I just don't like my performance in this area? Test yourself, and I think you'll be very surprised uh, at how far you will be able to go at the end of the year. Well, y'all, that was really good. I really like how you said test yourself. Um, Well, y'all heard it here. Test yourself. Set those goals, achieve those goals, pursue those goals, and let yourself have grace if you aren't able to achieve them. But definitely pursue them with all your might. Baylor, thank you so much for being a guest here on my podcast today. For the one who's listening, Jesus loves you. God bless. y'all thanks again for listening to the for the one podcast remember to follow along on our instagram at for the one podcast underscore and go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on your listening platform feel free to leave comments as i'd love to hear what you have to say thanks again for listening peace out